Hey, welcome to the Life Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more info, you can check us out on Facebook at Life Church of Columbia. Uh, if you're taking notes, the title of my message today is Growing Pains. Growing Pains. I really want to work a few scripture and get them into your spirit and just follow after uh, Bliss. I'm going to, that's mine. Thank you. I'm going to need that today. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's sophisticated water. Wow. <clears throat> Growing pains. Uh, I think it, uh, I consider it a great honor that probably right now uh, my son, another lead pastor of this church, is uh, crawling in a pulpit over in Texas somewhere. Conroe, I think, is where he's at today, preaching the gospel. Uh, and we're about to do the same thing. Uh, open with me to the book of Genesis, chapter number 21. Genesis chapter number 21, I feel like revival is in the air. I feel like Sister Helen uh, started this service with the word. Actually, I've preached on the word now twice on the road. I've been out of the pulpit for a few weeks uh, in two different places preaching on now. Uh, so I need you to embrace that, that now is your season. Can't wait till tomorrow to next day. Can't wait till you get this done, kids raised. Amen. More money in the bank. You got to move now. And uh, I believe that's where some of you are. And I'm going to try to speak into that today to help you in your transition. Somebody say transition. Transition can be scary. Amen. Growing up can be risky. Amen. I'll never forget one time Whitney was going from that one stage to another and uh, starting to understand what bills were and stuff like that. And she, she, she kind of said, this growing up sucks. You remember that? You remember that, Whitney? This ain't all it's cut out to be. Uh, so transition sometimes can be a challenge. Moving from one dimension to another can be a challenge. Scotty, you got two hands? Moving uh, from one dimension to another, and you know... Uh, the Bible says that we're going from glory to glory. So there should always be a continual perpetual transition in your life. If not, you're not growing any longer. So I'm going to try to play pastor today the best I can and speak into that transition. Are you in the book of Genesis? And then we'll go. I'm sorry, I didn't give my scriptures. Maybe if I said them, he'd have done, done it. I'm going to be in Genesis chapter number 21. Beginning in verse number one. And then we're going to go over to Isaiah. Y'all ready? Genesis 21 and verse one. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah. As he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time at which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him 
whom Sarah bare to him Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old, bless his heart, when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God has made me to laugh, so that all that here is going to laugh with me. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck? For I have borne him a son in his old age. And the child grew. Isn't that a shame? <laughs> Don't you wish you could keep them little? They're so sweet when they're little. And then they grow. And the child grew. Underline that in your Bible. And the child grew and was weaned. And look at dad. And Abraham made a great feast the same day that Isaac was weaned. And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, which she had born unto Abraham, mocking. Wherefore she said unto Abraham, Cast out this bondwoman and her son, for the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son, even with Isaac. And the thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight, because Ishmael was his son too. All right, go to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53 and 1. It says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by name, you are mine. I'm sorry, 43. Wow, thank you. Isaiah 43. Come on, y'all, get on the same page with me. I'm sorry, Sam, man. Now, we're on the same place. 43, 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. What caught my attention, what's amazing to me is in one scripture that took me about two seconds to read. Verse number one. Put that back on there, if you don't mind. In one scripture, the Bible says, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. In one scripture, in two seconds, 
God reveals to us a transformed life. You know, Jacob and Israel is the same guy, right? And, and, and if you're not, you just read through that. For now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. God gives two identities in about two seconds, and you just read through it like, wow, that was fun. <laughs> Amen? But in reality, Jacob was 85 years old when his name was changed. 85 years old. Amen. And there's a dash between when he was born Jacob and when he became Israel. Feel me, Sister Rosanna. Amen. And if you're not careful, you'll say, wow, that was easy. But all the while, God was, and let me give you a few little definitions for you note takers. He said, Jacob, I created you. Created means cause to exist. He said, I caused you to exist, Jacob. In other words, if it wouldn't be for me, you wouldn't even be here, Jacob. But then he said, but I formed you, Israel. And form means to squeeze by molding. So in this one scripture, God was saying, I have squeezed an Israel out of a Jacob. Amen. Anybody with me? I, I, I squeezed, I took what wasn't nothing but a blob of clay with no form. No rhyme, no reason, and I begin to squeeze on it. Amen. And I squeeze the prince out of a pauper. Oh, my God. Amen. Ask your neighbor, are you feeling the squeeze? Uh, are, are you feeling the squeeze? Amen. If you're not feeling the squeeze, you're not growing. Because my text says that he grew and was weaned. The weaning was the product of the growing. To grow means to advance. It means to expand capacity. And anytime you're advancing and expanding capacity, it requires a weaning in your life. Oh, my God. Y'all got to get what weaned means in the Hebrew. It's, it's, it's so amazing to me. To wean means it's from the same word that means to treat well or ill. The same word. And it means to treat well or to treat bad. Isn't that strange? On two different ends of the scale. That word weaned means to treat well or to treat bad. It means, I know y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. It means to benefit or return a wrongdoing. Same word. It means to treat good or to treat bad. It means to do something to benefit you or you think I'm doing something because you was bad. Isn't it amazing in a time of weaning, you don't know if your parents are being good to you? Let me, let me try it over here. Amen. 
Uh, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Do y'all remember? I don't remember. Amen. I don't remember. But do you remember and think about it? At a time of weaning, amen, the parent is trying to get you out of one dimension into another dimension. He's trying to get you off one thing into another. And when you're in the middle of this transition, you really can't tell. Is mama being mean? Oh, somebody help me. Is daddy being cruel? Have I done something wrong and he's mistreating me? Or is what he's doing for my benefit? Somebody shout transition. Amen. When you begin to grow, there becomes a, there comes a weaning in your life. Amen. And, and, and you don't know, am I being challenged or punished? Oh, my God. I'm just going to take my time and work it. Amen. Because somebody is right in the midst of this right now. Amen. Because you know what? Everything was going real good for me. You know, I am the promised child. I, I am mama's favorite. I am the favorite of Abraham. I, I, I'm, I'm the one. <laughs> kind of like me and my family. I was the favorite child. Is anybody listening to me? Amen. You know, and, and, and all of a sudden, his world is turned upside down because he's growing out of what he used to be. <clears throat> He's being transitioned in, in a level of maturity. Amen. And the father knew it was time for him to go to the next level. Amen. He may have not knew it was time. Uh, uh, Isaac may have not knew it was time to go to the next level, but the father knew it was time to go to the next dimension. I need somebody to shout, it's time. You may not know it, but I'm going to help you in this place this morning. So Abraham has killed the fatted calf. He's having a great big party. They are celebrating a weaning party. They are celebrating my son is now going to the next dimension. And the father is celebrating, and Isaac is confused. Oh, let me help somebody right now. Isn't it amazing? Right in the middle where you know it's time for you to go to the next dimension. You know God is transferring you in to the greater things of God. But right in the middle of it, there's a mocking voice. You dumb boy, I'm going to help myself if I don't help nobody else. I know y'all can't say nothing. I'm just going to preach. Y'all just look at me. I'm just going to preach. Amen. Here's Isaac, and he's saying, the Father's proud of me. The Father's exalted me. Look at all these people saying, you can do it, Isaac. But there's an Ishmael over there who is saying, you ain't ready yet. My God, help me, somebody. You, you can't operate on that level. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. <laughs> Y'all are shaking your head no. Why is everybody shaking their head no? Huh? Huh? Are you relating to me? Can you feel me? I come to tell you the, oh, what's going on in your life is this transition time, and you're feeling the squeeze. I said it's time for you to go to the next dimension and you're feeling the squeeze. Amen. When you start, when it's time for you to grow. My God, my God. 
when it's time for you to grow, all of a sudden, the Ishmael standing over there, amen, he's standing over there saying, ah, you can't operate on that level. You've been on the tent all your life. I'm at the bottle. You've been on the bottle all your life. You've been a milk sucker all your life. That's all you've ever known is you're just a milk sucker. You're saved and on your way to heaven, but you're the one that has to be provided for. You're the one that has to be taken care of. You're always the victim. Somebody ought to help me teach a little while. You're always the one that has to be called. You're the always the one that has to be texted. You're always the one that double side that has to be encouraged. But the Father is standing there saying, today is your day. I'm about to pull you up into another dimension. I'm about to pull you into another dimension. And the whole while, while you ought to be enjoying the journey. That mocker is in the back of your mind. You don't belong there. You don't belong at the table. God Almighty. You don't belong. You don't get that steak. You don't get that cornbread. Hey, listen to me. You don't get them green beans. I'm after the devil that doesn't know you ain't ready. You ain't ready. You haven't proved yourself. Well, my Bible says in Galatians. Oh, are y'all with me? Chapter number four and verse number one. A child, an heir, as long as he is a baby, is no different from a slave, though he be Lord of all, until the appointed time of the Father. The Father knows when to exalt you. The Father knows when to put you in position. And the devil's telling you you ain't ready. But God said, this is your time. My God, and there's old mocking Ishmael over there. Well, you just pooped your britches last week. Amen. You you just wet your britches last week. You just throwed a little temper. I'm after that devil today. Now listen to me. Amen. You think you all that. Amen. And here you are in the struggle. Ishmael's mocking and daddy's rejoicing. Ishmael's holding you back, but the father is rejoicing, saying, come on, baby. Come on. Don't you hate it when you don't know how to navigate areas of growth in your life? Because everybody else at the party thinks you can do it. (laughs) Everybody else says you can do it. Matter of fact, they're celebrating you while you're fighting you. You with me, H. Mac? Huh? I ain't preaching to somebody. I'm preaching to everybody. The only one I ain't preaching to is you that's quit growing. (laughs) Amen. Because you don't go through this. But if you're growing and then you want to grow, even if you ain't growing in something and you wants to grow, some of you have not transitioned because you didn't know how to navigate the weaning. Amen. And the devil lied to you and said the father was punishing you when really he was squeezing you because he sees something. Ain't it amazing when you start to transition in your life? Amen. Even as a growing Christian, amen, your bondage will mock your freedom. Your weakness will mock your strength. My God, I wish somebody would catch this. Amen. Your past will mock your destiny. 
Amen. When Isaac starts stepping into destiny, amen, his past starts mocking him. Who am I preaching to in this building this morning? Amen. God has brought you to this place many times, but today we're going to make the transition, says the Lord. Amen. Today we're going to partner with the party instead of the pooper. God, I'm genius. I'm genius what I come up with. Amen. I said, we're going to party with what the Father's saying. We're going to praise with what the Father's saying. And we're going to rebuke the flesh in our life who's saying you can't do it. Woo. Transition. It's risky. It's scary. Amen. Can I... Can I even operate on this level? Is anybody out there with me today? Can anybody operate? <laughs> Amen. Does anybody know what it feels like? Oh, I needed that testimony this morning, girl. Amen. Does anybody know what it feels like when what you used to be is mocking what you are becoming? Huh? My God, somebody sound off out there. Does anybody know what it feels like when what you used to be starts mocking what you are becoming? Can I help you right now? The fact that it's mocking is the fact that you're growing. I said the fact that Ishmael is feeling threatened, that he's losing his position, Lacey, is the proof that you're growing. I know you're being squeezed, but God is going to squeeze an Israel out of your Jacob. Shut up, off. And when I read this scripture, Bliss, I, I said, I, I wouldn't even associate with Jacob. He's a knucklehead. And here God is just throwing it out there. I created you, Jacob. Ooh, I'm finna, I'm, finna, I'm finna bust your religious bubble. I created you, Jacob. Huh? We don't let Jacobs join our churches. Because <laughs> Jacob's a mess. Jacob's a wreck. He ain't there yet. But God spent 85 years because he knew what was in him. I hope it don't take you 85 years. But God is a good God. God is a merciful. This is my word. I'm sorry. I'm overexcited right now. Amen. That when you would have kicked me out of the church, God was saying, I created you, Jacob. I created you, Jacob. I know you ain't what you're going to be, but I still am the reason you are here. I am the reason you exist. And I know you're a useless blob. But I'm going to squeeze, and I'm going to squeeze, and I'm going to squeeze. Anybody feel the squeezing lately? And I'm going to squeeze, and I'm going to squeeze. Because I am, I love God. I love my Father. Because I am your Father. And I know you're a knucklehead. But I can look past the blob, and I can see a prince in there. And if it takes me 85 years, I'm going to squeeze you, Jacob. I'm going to squeeze you until I have transformed. And I thought, Oh, my God. God, this is not good for your reputation to be associated with blobs. 
It's not good for your reputation to be associated with Jacob's. And you want to step right out there and say, I created you? God, that can't be possible because you don't create messes. I'm coming for you today. You don't create messes. Everything you create is perfect. But the word created means I caused you to exist. You didn't come here in your perfect form because you were born in sin and shaping in iniquity, but I'm still the reason you're here. God, I, I'm still the reason you're here. And then I thought, God, this, this, is, this don't line up. This is not consistent with your nature. He said, tell me it ain't consistent. Go back and read Genesis. And I went back and read the book of Genesis. And the Bible says in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Boom. God created the heaven and the earth. Boom. And then verse 2 says, and the earth was without form and void and darkness covered. You mean you created. And then in verse number 2 it says, what you created is a blob. <laughs> Thank you. I got that from Tammy. It's a chaotic mess. So I kept reading. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. But the scripture didn't say the heaven was a chaotic mess. It said the earth was a chaotic mess. He created two dimensions of which got tangled up. And the natural dimension covered up the glory of the heavenly dimension. Can y'all, can y'all, can you flow with me? So if you read your Bible, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. In the mind of God, it's finished. In the mind of God, you are a mighty woman of God. In the mind of God, you are a mighty man of God. In the, are y'all listening to me? And then I kept ready, reading, Michael. Amen. And the Bible says God stood up in the chaotic mess and said, let there be light. And boom, there was light. He called the light day and the dark night and the evening and the morning were the first day. And then in the second day, the Bible says God came down and divided the firmaments. He divided this firmament from the, the lower firmament and he put this firmament up in the sky and called it heaven. So what he created in Genesis 1 and 1 wasn't manifested until eight verses later. In other words, God said, it's done in my mind. It's perfect in my mind, but it's going to take me eight verses to squeeze heaven out of your chaos. Oh, my God. I just don't know if y'all can. God said, it's easy for me because I can done see what's in you. All you can see is it's all mixed up. The dark is where the light's supposed to be and the light's supposed to be. Dark. Heaven and earth is all mixed up. But God said, I see heaven down in you. I see glory down in you. So God went to squeezing and dividing and working. Is anybody listening to this preacher? And on the eighth day, boom, heaven manifested. Can I tell you, there's some heaven 
in you he ain't even squeezed out yet. There's some glory in your life that haven't even been manifest yet. There's some glory that's going to be revealed if you're able to endure the transition. My God. My God. Are y'all with me? Huh? Can we go deeper? Because God said, oh, Jacob, I've created you. But Israel, I formed you. My God, you getting it, ain't you? I had to do some squeezing to get you where you are. I need y'all to help me just for a minute and tell your neighbor, don't fight the squeeze. Don't fight the squeeze. It feels like pressure. Come on, somebody. It feels like you're under pressure right now. Who am I preaching to in this place? It feels like you're under some pressure right now. Amen. And that old mocking voice is telling you, you ain't good enough. You don't have the background for it. You don't have the education for it. You've blew it too many times. I wish somebody let me know I got the right sermon. Thank you. Amen. You blew it too many times. Amen. But God said, I formed you. And the next thing he said was, fear not. Amen. It's a fearful thing to go from one dimension to another dimension. It's a fearful thing to give up the bottle and pick up a fork. It's a fearful thing to go from needing to be warmed to have my bottle warmed to back up, let me cook. Somebody is moving. Somebody's transitioning. Amen. And you don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. You don't know if God is being good to you or mean to you. It seems so mean when you take their sassy. How can you be so hard-hearted? Huh? Let me tell you why. It's the love of a parent manifested. Because I don't want you to be embarrassed when you go to school. Josh had such a trouble in transition with a sassy that he learned to talk with a sassy in his mouth. And he had a speech impediment. Oh, my God, my wife said that'll preach. He didn't talk right because he didn't have a parent over. It was her. He didn't have a parent over him that said, no, today you're going to be weaned because I know better than you know. You don't think you're ready, but I'm telling you you're ready. Who am I talking to right now? You don't think you can operate on that level, but I'm telling you you can operate. But, my God, everything within me is screaming. Matter of fact, when you take it away from them, they'll go, uh, muscle memory. You, some of you are still operating by muscle memory over some things that God has done poor. Oh, you don't need it no more. You're not an addict no more. It's my. It's just muscle memory. It ain't nothing even in there. And the father's up here saying, you're doing a good job. Give me a high five. Oh, you got it. You got it. Come on. You're, doing, you're ready. My God, who am I preaching to in this place? <laughs> and there is nothing no more agitated and aggravated than a baby being weaned. You can't say nothing. Ah! Oh, I'm coming for you. 
Matter of fact, it gets so bad, I tell, by God, Patty, give him the sassy fire. Who cares if he goes to school with a sassy? We'll put first grade on it or something. I mean, is anybody listening to me? I can't take it no more. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. I can't take it no more. I can't stand to see him cry. Is anybody listening to you? You got to be careful in transition time because everything gets on your nerves. My God, my God. Yeah, you'll know it ain't them, it's you. My God, how many times can a worship team sing the same song? My God, is they gotta have is everybody deaf in this building? Do you gotta have that kind of volume? That crazy sound man. Why don't he turn it up a little bit? God, I'm helping you live, church. Uh, you listen to me. Amen. Preacher didn't say a word to me when I come in there today. Amen. Uh, and all the while, you don't know it ain't about nobody but you because God's got you in the squeeze, and he's trying to deliver you of your childishness. Somebody help me. He's trying to deliver you. You don't have a pastor. You got a passy. You don't have a pastor. You got a passy. And when he's moved out of sight, oh, somebody, when God starts moving your pastor, amen, you just muscle. <laughs> It's just muscle memory, amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. Offended, amen. I, I, we all go through this. I just ain't found your devil yet. I'll probably get it before I quit, amen. And what you didn't know was God was trying to deliver you of something you don't need anymore. Uh, are you saying you don't need a pastor? No, I'm not saying you don't need a pastor. You just don't always need the pastor warming your bottle, amen. You ought to come to, to, my side. You ought to, come to the pastor and say, I got a word. I got a word I want to share with a body. Let me feed tonight. Did that get on you? <laughs> Let me feed tonight. Is anybody in this place? Amen. Life Church is in the squeeze right now. We're in transition right now. It'll happen in your marriage. It'll happen in your relationship. It'll happen. I got a second part that's really good, but I'm hung up. See, you didn't know you're offended over something God was really trying to deliver you of. Always having to be right. Always getting your way. I'll quit. I'll teach them. I'll quit. Come on, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't use that word. Come on, saint of God. It's transition, and God's trying to squeeze you to see how self-centered you are. Amen. I need to help all you leaders right now. God's expanding our worship team. He's expanding teams. We have multiple leaders over our kids now. Amen. And when you get multiple leaders working together, you got to go through the squeeze. You got to go through the squeeze of you ain't always going to get it your way. It ain't always going to go down like you want it to go down. But God is saying you're ready to grow. You're ready to grow. You're ready to grow. God, I'm feeling anointing in this place. Amen. Because in the spirit of offense, the reason you're offended because it's always someone else's fault. You don't realize God's trying to deliver you of a childishness you've had, you were born with. My God. 
You don't know it because you've never been without a sassy. You, you, you don't know that people operate like this when you're in a group this big. You don't know that. You mean I don't always get my way? This is too much. <laughs> oh my God, I'm preaching better than you shouting. <laughs> you mean sometimes I have to suck it up when I don't like it? You remember. Benny, Benny clipped my wings one time. I love church saying, obviously God, he don't know me like you do. Because he didn't buy into that decision I had. You remember that, Benny? He clipped my wings. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? I used it as an opportunity to grow. <laughs> and now I could go ask Benny for a million dollars. He'd give it to me. I'll talk to you after church. Amen. <laughs> hey, listen to me. Why? Because I earned respect by submission. I earned respect. Is anybody listening to me? But the majority of the church can't grow. Amen. Because it's my way or it's no. God almighty, this is getting too much. Amen. Amen. Because you didn't know there was a dimension where we operate in maturity and honor. And the Father knows you're ready. You may not feel like it. Oh, we, we pray for change. I want to change, I want to grow, I want more, I want more, I want more. And then when God tries to grow you to enlarge your capacity, you don't have the capacity to operate in that dimension. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. I want to grow, I want to grow God. I want to grow God. This is too real, ain't it? But in reality, you want everybody to grow around you. And you stay with your little sassy. Getting your own way might be your pacifier that God's trying to take away from you. I'm just wading around in something right now, y'all. I'm pastoral today. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Praise team, getting the songs you want. Uh, I'm getting you two ready. Because I'm telling you, the honeymoon will be over after a while. And all you newcomers are going to see the ugly in these guys. Huh? I'm just preaching. They're, they're going to start seeing other sides to you. Amen. We're going to start seeing other sides to people. And really, it's opportunity to grow. Huh? It's to now, oh my God, he's trusting me with some long suffering. <laughs> you know what that means? It means to bear long. You know what that means? Put up with a long time. My God, is anybody listening to me? It means I'm going to put up with it, and I'm going to keep putting up with it. Why? Because I'm not a temperate, tantrum-throwing, little, spoiled brat. Somebody shout, growing pains. It hurts. It hurts. I need to move on because i got so much more. But John the Baptist, the Bible says there was not a greater than John the Baptist. Jesus said that. We're talking about Isaac. We're talking about all the major prophets. None of them was greater than John the Baptist. And John the Baptist's whole message was change is coming. His whole message was change is coming. I indeed baptize with water, but there's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not willing to loosen. He's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. He's the one who stood. On the banks of the Jordan River. Amen. Jesus had been with them for 30 years. Nobody could recognize him. But here comes Jesus. And John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Everybody. 
It was John. He knew change was coming. He was born to bring change. He was an element of change. He was the agent of change. But when change come, he got offended. Because Jesus didn't come visit him when he was in prison. John got offended and said, y'all go down there and see if that's really him. Ain't it amazing that offense will get you questioning everything you knew yesterday? Isn't it? Oh, my God. Ain't, ain't offense a terrible thing that people you knew loved you, people who you knew you loved? Amen. Uh, when change starts coming in our life and offense comes into your life, all of a sudden you question everything you once believed. Oh, who am I preaching to? He said, go down there and see if that's really him. He didn't come visit me. I'm going to get killed tomorrow. And he didn't come visit me. Boy, that'll preach for us. Jesus said, you go tell John, the lame are walking, the blind are seeing, the deaf are hearing, the poor are giving the gospel. And he said, oh yeah, by the te- way, tell him, blessed is the man who's not offended because of me. Offense is filling the church because God's bringing change. Man, I'm just walking around here. Let me tell you what. Change is the breeding ground of offense. If you don't have a pastor to teach you what I'm teaching right now. If you don't get ready for it. And see, if you're not taught for it, the church never gets to grow. Spiritually, financially, numerically. Because God has to protect the baby. He has to protect the baby. That's the way a lot of individuals are. You never get to grow. Never get to grow. You're stuck in adolescence. Because every time God brings you to the place to push you into another dimension, you let that mocking voice rob you of it. And you hold on to the bottle. Is anybody in this building with me? And we hold on to the bottle instead of letting God take us to the next dimension. I tell you, the devil is a liar. I will not be a part of a church who God has to protect from growing. Is anybody in this place, amen? Somebody say, squeeze, Lord, squeeze. Listen to me. I got to drop a few more things. Can you stay with me? Can I go deeper? Can I go deeper? I'm going to help somebody right now. I told Patty I was supposed to preach two lanes. It's not normal for me to try to preach two different lanes. I'm going to shift lanes for a few minutes. I meant to read you the scriptures and I forgot to that Jacob's mother was Rachel. Rebecca. I get them mixed up. So, Rebecca. And before she married Isaac, the servant went in there, went to the foreign land and found his bride and was bringing her back to Isaac. It's a picture of the Holy Spirit getting the church ready. So Abraham said, go get Isaac, my son, a bride. So he went and got a bride. It's a long story. But the family's letting Rebecca go with the servant to go marry Isaac. And they prophesied over her and said, 
You shall be the mother of a multitude. Millions, kings shall come from your loins. Princes shall come from your loins. And your children shall possess the gate of those who hate them. She was a woman with destiny. Stay with me now. Stay with me. This is part two. Here she comes with destiny. Of I am destined to give birth to a holy nation. A holy nation. So she marries Isaac. But she can't have no kids. She, she can't have any babies. She's infertile. And so Isaac goes before God and says, God, you've got to do something for my wife. She wants children. We've got to have children. So because of the prayer of her husband, she becomes pregnant. And, and God has answered her prayer. She's now about to produce fruit. And she is so excited. But the Bible says all of a sudden there's a fight in her belly. This is the first ultrasound in the Bible. I'm going to give it to you. There was something going on in her belly. And she said, God, if I'm in your will, why is there such a fight in me? I ain't got time. I ain't got time. <clears throat> she was confused because I'm only wanting to be productive and now that I'm pregnant there is a war <laughs> going on inside of me Lord if I'm in your will what is wrong with me God y'all are preaching something I'm not but ain't it good that when you start to become fruitful it's a battle from within can I get a witness? It's a struggle going on in there. Amen. And God said, let me tell you what's going on in you. There is two nations in you. There's two mindsets in you. And they are diabolically opposed to one another. They are divided from one another. One thinks this way and the other thinks that way. Oh, you okay, say nothing right now, but I'm talking to you, amen. One, one, one thinks spiritual and one thinks fleshly, amen. But listen to me, I'm going to give you something. So before they were ever born, God himself prophesies and says, one will be stronger than the other, and the elder will serve the younger. That's very important. I need you to remember. That's not normal in Jewish culture. Because the older son always gets to run the family. But God prophesies and says, the elder is going to serve the younger. Before Jacob was ever born, it was destined for him to rule. He was still in his mother's womb, and God was saying... Jacob is going to rule and reign. Jacob in his mother's womb so had the prophetic called on his life that when Esau started being born, Jacob grabbed him. 
This is in your Bible. He grabbed him and said, oh, no, no, no. Didn't you hear what God said? Don't you hear the destiny that I have over my life? I am destined. And he grabbed Esau by the heel and was holding on to him. And Esau was born first. He was the older brother. And when he come out, Jacob's little hand was holding on. He was holding on and said, I'm fighting for what I know I'm called to be. Oh, I'm finna help somebody. I'm just fighting for what I know I was born with. I'm just fighting for what I know I was born for. And I'm born to rule and reign. Amen. God has put it in me. I am destined to do great things. So I am fighting now. Amen. And he's holding on. So when Esau come out, he was hairy all over. <laughs> Amen. You ever seen? I can't, I can't go there. Amen. He was just hairy all over. Ugliest thing you ever did. So like Josh. Josh was ugly. Amen. Hey, listen to me. He was all over and and they said his name shall be Esau and he was red Esau means red he's red hairy little little munchkin but because Jacob grabbed the heel they said we'll name him Jacob it means heel catcher heel catcher it means he was dragging up the rear and holding on to something that was getting ahead of him. Don't you hate it when you feel like your spirit is always just holding on the heel of your flesh, but your flesh is always leading the way? My God. Oh, oh, oh I, I can't preach to everybody, so I'm going to preach to me. Don't you hate it when you know you're destined to do better? Amen. But when you should have come out and shined, your flesh plopped out, and you're always heel catching. Oh, my God, help me, Rosetta. You're always heel catching, saying, my God, I know I'm destined to do right, but my flesh is always leading the way. I know y'all can't say nothing right now, but I'm going to preach it anyway. I just hate it. Amen. But there's something in me got me fighting, so I'm going to grab a hold to it anyway. I'm going to go. So Jacob was always fighting to get his spirit ahead of his flesh. But his parents fooled around and named him after his circumstance. They identified him as a follower, a heel catcher. That was his identity, that my flesh will always be ahead of me. And I'll never lead. I'll never win. Because every time they call him, Jacob, they were saying, you little follower, you little deceiver, you little failure, who am I preaching to in this place? But there was something in Jacob that knew, I'm destined, I'm destined. God, I can't preach it like God gave it to me. I'm destined to do great things. I can't help it that my flesh is always leading the way. All I can say for me is, I'm reaching, I'm grabbing, I'm trying, I'm trying. And he said, well, it's still early. Y'all stay with me. Are y'all with me? He said, well, I know I'm destined to be greatness, so I'm going to be great no matter what I have to do. I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. 
I'm going to do whatever it has so the Father will be proud of me. I'm going to work so the Father will be pleased with me. And I'm going to get that blessing because I know I'm destined for greatness. And, and Esau came in. Esau was a mighty hunter. And Jacob, the Bible says, was a plain man. You ever feel like you're just plain? Everybody else has got all these gifts and talents and you're just plain. You're just plain. Not good at anything. Don't excel in anything spiritually. I'm just plain. He said, I'm going to get that blessing. He came out ahead of me, but I'm going to get that blessing. So Esau was a hunter. He was a man's man. Harry. <laughs> Red. He came in. He was so hungry from hunting. And, and Jacob was in our cooking soup. <laughs> Just plain man. Cooking soup. Esau said, I'm starving to death. You got to give me that soup. He said, I'll give you the soup. You give me your birthright. Give me the blessing. I'll give you the soup. All Jacob was trying to do was fulfill the prophetic word in his life. He was struggling with his own works. He was struggling. Uh, is anybody with me? I'm going to get this thing right. I'm going to make the Father proud of me. Amen. I know what I'm supposed to be, but I'm always coming up behind, but I'm going to get it right. And he ended up and he connived him out of his birthright, so he had the birthright. But guess what? He'd done it in such a conniving way, he couldn't even enjoy what he got. So he's still miserable. He's still miserable. God, stay with me today. I'm after something. Are you listening to me? I'm struggling. I'm trying to pray at the right time. I'm trying to worship at the right time. I'm trying to say amen at the right time. I'm trying to make this thing work. Amen. And I'm still miserable. And his mama heard. His mama heard Isaac, who was about to die. He was going blind. Isaac heard. Uh, Rebecca heard Isaac tell Esau, go kill me a deer. Bring it back to me. I love venison, he said. Bring me some venison. Cook it up for me. And I'm finna bless you because I'm about to die. And his mama was listening. The mama loved Jacob. But the daddy loved Esau. And she said, hurry, Jacob. <coughs> Go kill a goat. Prepare the goat, bring it to your daddy, and steal that blessing. You're destined to operate on this level. He said, Mama, daddy's going to know I'm not Jacob. I meant Esau. I'm not Harry. I, I, I don't know how to hunt. She said, No, you go, you go, you go kill, kill the goat. I'm going to cook it for you. And come back in here. And when he came back in, she took Esau's clothes. And she put them on Jacob. And he said, what about my hands? He's going he's gonna to feel my hand. He took the goat hair and put it on his hands. He was doing everything he could do to get the father to love him. He was doing everything he could do in the natural to get the Father to bless him. I may not be as pure and holy as Esau, but I know these are the things the Father likes, so I'm going to go to church. Oh, my God, help me some. 
I'm going to pray more. I'm going to study more. I am working to get this stigma off my life. I am working to please the Father. I am working to be so pleasing to him that maybe he would give me the blessing. I'll do whatever it takes. And he did all of this natural works just so the Father would bless him. And the Bible says he went in and Isaac was blind and he said, My Lord, son, that didn't take you long to kill a deer. Yes, Lord, Father, the Lord has blessed me. So he came to the Father with a counterfeit sacrifice. He came to the Father with a counterfeit character. Come on, somebody. Because he needed to be received from the Father. None of this is really me, but I know you like it, Father, so I'm trying to do it. Because I need this stigma taken off my life. All I'm, there's something in me that says I'm greater than I am. There's something in me that says I can. It was prophesied before I was ever born. Something in me keeps saying, you're better than a Jacob. And I'm just trying my best. Oh, stay with me, church, because I'm talking to somebody. I'm just trying my best to fit in. I just, I just want you, Father, to bless me. And, and the father said, Esau? Yes, Lord. He said, he said, you feel like Esau. He said, come here. And he pulled him up and smelt of him, and he had goat hair. You smell like you smell like the field. You smell like a hunter. You smell like Esau. You feel like Esau. He said, but when you speak, you don't sound like Esau. Everything external looks like the Christian. But when you speak, something else is coming out of you. Oh. You've, you've got all the calisthenics right because you know you're destined to be great. Amen. But when I hear you speak as your father, I can tell what's in you don't match what's out you. Oh, my God, you're finna be set free. But it wasn't, because, it wasn't because he was trying to be deceitful. It was just because he knew he was destined for greatness, and he didn't know how else to get it. He said, I'm going to do what them Christians do. I'm going to read their Bible. Is anybody in this place? I'm going to jump when they jump. I'm going to shout when they shout. I'm going to do whatever because I need the Father to recognize who I am. And... And, and, and the father blessed him. And you thought he would have been happy. But his blessing turned into a curse. Because now his brother said, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. And now he's running. God help me. I prayed over this sermon that there's somebody here that's just running. That's just running. Just running. Trying to hold on to the blessings of Christianity, but still eat up with my past. Still eat up with my Jacob. And I'm just running. And I'm still Jacob. And I'm still Jacob. I can't. I can't take it as deep as I want to because I feel the Holy Spirit in here. But I need to stop it right here and let you know Jacob worked all of his life 
trying to be pleasing. I'm talking to somebody right now that's been working for years trying to please the church, trying to please your wife, trying to please your pastor, trying to please the Christian community, trying, and the only reason you're still trying is because you know you're destined to do great things, uh, but the flesh is always outrunning the spirit. <laughs> and you're just a heel catcher. You're just always falling up behind. And every now and then you get a crumb from the master's table. I need this church praying right now. Every now and then you... And you're beating yourself up all the time because you know your facade is a misrepresentation of your true character. You know it. You know it. And every day you hear your name called Jacob, deceiver. You're not real. You're fake. You're fake. You're not real. Yeah, you've got on the right clothes. You know what to say, when to say, how to say it. You know all that. That you could fool anybody. But the father's saying, something don't sound right. Feel the Holy Ghost. 85 years later, Esau has caught up with Jacob. 85 years later, Jimbo, his brother's coming to kill him, he thinks. So finally, fear drove him into a prayer closet. Y'all remember Jacob wrestling with the Lord? God said, this is a story of so many who don't know who they are. They're fighting me and wrestling with me and trying to take something from me I want to give you. But because you're trying to do it in your own strength and in your own works and in your own way, it's just a constant struggle, amen, to be pleasing to the Father, amen. But the flesh is always outrunning the spirit. You just got it by the heel and you just... So he begins to wrestle with the Lord, Brother Benny, Elder Benny. He's wrestling with God. And all of a sudden, I, I, I think he may have been 40 when he was bowed down before his father with goat meat that was supposed to be Benzin. And, and the father asked him, what's your name? Well, I'm Esau. I'm I'm the one you love. I'm Christian. I'm, I'm, I'm the one who killed you this meat. I'm, 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 I'm Esau. I'm not Jacob. I'm Esau. And he covered up his identity. 45 years later, he's in the presence of Almighty God. And God once again says, what is your name? He said, Father, I'm Jacob. I'm a fake. And I don't even see it as that today is. It's not that I'm a fake, but I've been trying for 45 years to get it right. 
I've been trying for years to do it like the church said I was supposed to do it. I've been trying for years to be pleasing. Amen. But I'm so tired and I'm about to die anyway. So now I'm not even talking to a blind earthly father. I'm talking to a heavenly father. And I want you just to know right now, I'm Jacob. In other words, he came to the end of himself. And he came in a spirit of repentance and not of works. <laughs> and God said, uh-uh. I created you, old Jacob, but I have formed you, Israel. It took me 85 years to squeeze you into a corner to where you would just admit, I can't walk without you. I can't talk without you. I can't be set free without you. I can't be Christian without you. I can't be holy without you. Amen. God said it took me 85 years to get you squeezed into this. Amen. And your mom and daddy called you a failure. But let me tell you who I say you are. You're the heaven that I seen when I created you. But I had to do some dividing and squeezing to get you to manifest what's already in you. I'm about to give the most important altar call I've ever given in my life. In my life. No, maybe, I don't know if you can start a little music back there. Just don't drown me out. Just don't start it yet. Just get it ready. I preached two lanes today, and one of them is you as individuals, us as Life Church, are in a place of transition and you're being weaned. Don't let offense rob you of your opportunity to grow. Shake it off. The Father knows you're ready. And He's killed the fatty calf. And today is a day of celebration for many of you because today you're going to let the passy go. And you're going to step out of needing a bottle. And you're now sliding your feet up under the table. It's your bar mitzvah. It's your laying aside childish things and becoming a man. An adult today. And for some of you, it's stepping into new realms of ministry that you thought you weren't ready for. God says you're ready. You're ready. For some of you, Rosetta, it's a laying down of this era of my life so I can step into. And if I'm so focused on what I'm laying down, I'll, I'll get muscle memory again. Because sometimes God has to use people to push us out of our... Oh, my God. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't meant to destroy you. That was the eagle pushing you out of the nest. That's what that was. And, you got, and we got offended over it. That's some of us right here that God is taking you into the next dimension. And the second fold of this altar call is that there's Jacobs here that you know you're destined to live above what you've been living and you have fought and tried. And I commend you for it. You have tried. You've tried to do all the calisthenics and it only left you Running along behind the flesh, 
and the flesh leading the way. Well, I tell you, today is your day that God's going to give you your identity. And it ain't going to be by nothing you did but say, Father, forgive me. I'm Jacob. It's called salvation. 101. <laughs> to where I, I, I can't make it happen. And he said, you are now Israel. You are a prince with God. Stand with me all over this place. This is a special time. It's still just barely after 12 o'clock. But let me tell you what. I dove deep. I climbed high to get this word for you. God pulled me, pulled me, he pulled me, he pulled me to get this word for you. And I hope by the Holy Ghost I have laid it out in a way that you can relate. Thank you for listening to this Life Church podcast. 